The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Africa Business Report this evening looking at a couple of issues. PMI data. So this is manufacturing data. It gives you an idea as to how economies are doing um, in terms of the way in which their factories are operating. So PMI is really interesting about whether or not we're seeing recoveries in many African economies. We'll talk about inflation across African economies and then wrap it all up this evening with the real concerns about Zambia's debt problems. And I mean, they are substantial and um, there is huge pressure on Zambia to reform. So let's talk to Daniel Kavisha this evening. Daniel is economist for Sub-Saharan Africa at Rand Merchant Bank at RMB. Talk about the PMI data releases from across the, our region, Sub-Saharan Africa, if you would, Daniel. Are we seeing signs of life? Yes, well, we are, um, at least across some of our larger economies. So if I think about the data that came in from Kenya, data that came in from Ghana, and data that came in from uh, Nigeria as well, we've started to see a semblance of recovery as most of our economies have eased lockdown restrictions, slowly starting to open up borders, starting to allow really fiscal policy measures that have been implemented to you know, multiply within the economy and resuscitate the second half of the year. So I think that's been quite positive. I think a lot of businesses in these regions have mentioned that there's still some supply chain restrictions, but things are starting to look up. Unfortunately, though, in other jurisdictions, specifically Mozambique and Zambia, what we're hearing from a lot of these managers is saying, look, as much as PMI numbers are starting to bounce back, as, as much as we're starting to see some of the economic activity regain, there's still concerns around the 12-month outlook, primarily rooted either in issues with respect to COVID-19, having reinfection starting up again within the economy and the humanitarian effects around that, but also given the fact that you know currencies in these markets have depreciated extensively. And so we're starting to see significantly higher input costs therefore being impacting most of these businesses and they're trying to pass it on to consumers which of course as you're well aware could be somewhat detrimental yeah um so i mean we're getting some positive signs out of ghana kenya and nigeria and that's very very welcome these are substantial economies zambia and mozambique less substantial but i mean they've got real fundamental issues because the the risk of inflation are we beginning to see that perk up i think you know zambia and maybe possibly nigeria as well yep. may start to see tinkering with inflation and that's not comfortable yeah, no, I mean, so a couple of things which, you know, we, we sort of need to munch, mention there. On the Zambian's case, I mean, it's been completely spot on. The requisite, or rather the depreciation of the kwacha has particularly led to a significant increase in inflation. It's been hovering over 15%. Now, oh. look, they're not the only country that has had high inflation. Uh, I, I think about Nigeria, which even though it had, didn't have as much to do with the Naya weakness as it had to do with food price inflation going up, these reflationary pressures have been there. In some of our other markets, you know, you look at figures that are coming in from Mozambique, Namibia, inflation is printing 2.4% in Namibia, it's printing just under 3% in Mozambique. But when you talk to the guys on the ground, they can clearly tell you that that is not fully representative of what's going on with, with what you could consider or call your miscellaneous goods and services. So, you know, not as much demand to push up all your prices, but in certain commodities that you traditionally, let's say, had to import from South Africa, those prices have had to tick up 
you know, just given the type of year that we've had. So inflation is going to be, or it's got, rather going to have a dichotomous relationship. I think it's a very key indicator for us to monitor even entering next year to see how quickly most of our economies rebound. But those will be really the two narratives. You know, you have some economies, high inflation due to pass-through effects impacting most of their products. Other economies, low inflation due to, you know, pretty much tepid demand, almost non-existent, but then having individual line items becoming more and more expensive given the fact that there are shortages experienced within the country. And then the big uh, elephant in the room, of course, is Zambia's debt problem. I mean, this is growing on a regular basis. We're seeing it have a huge impact, as you mentioned, on the issues of the currency and therefore on inflation. It's having a real impact on real people. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely right. I think the, the concern... Unfortunately, for Zambia, it didn't start now. Um, 2018, you know, we can recall that a lot of our rating agencies, a lot of analysts at the time, when they saw fiscal slippage that had started to accumulate from a government perspective, debt had shot up to about 68% of GDP. It just started a slippery, slippery slope. Sorry about that. And that has continued. So now, you know, we think in 2018, public debt to GDP is at 68%. You know, we anticipate in the next few years this could be as high as 120% if no form of restructuring takes place. The impact on, you know, households or businesses, like you mentioned, um, is going to be really directly through the currency channel. So as we see international markets continue pricing in risk in an environment like Zambia, you're going to see your currency tank, unfortunately, even more. You know, our year-end estimates is that it could easily weaken past um, 21, given all the discussions that they're having with the eurobond creditors. And that pretty much then, you know, trickles into not only food inflation internally, but, you know, what we had spoken about earlier, where a lot of products become expensive. It becomes harder for domestic entities that are generating revenue in Quacha to be able to export anywhere else, given the exchange rate risks that sits on them. So that's one of the countries which, you know, as you're well aware, has been under scrutiny and under a very fine lens, not only by its neighboring African countries, but really the whole world, given that, you know, everyone is timing which country would be the first one to default given COVID-19. And we are very concerned about the situation in Zambia. And there's a reluctance I I see. I mean, I've just been reading about Zambia in the last day or two, and just a reluctance to lend more money to Zambia because simply worried that it'll be taken from Peter to pay Paul. In this case, Paul is China. Yeah, so, look, they they haven't done themselves any favours, if I could be completely honest. Um, They've started a transparent process run about in March, April with their debt liability management exercise, which I think most international parties started to believe that some form of structural reform was going to come. We've seen them request um, pretty much a debt suspension from the G20 countries. That was granted for a period of six months. The second step, at least for them, was then the request that they've made to Eurobond holders. Again, suspend, well, really a deferral for about six months. And, but I guess the elephant in the room is the one you stated. You know, we estimate 30% of the public debt that they said goes to China and its agencies. It could be a tad bit more if you considered the publicly guaranteed debt. 
And without seeing any form of momentum in terms of negotiations uh, with that particular bilateral partner, you know, a lot of this really unfortunately becomes mute. And like you said, you know, people are becoming quite wary because they're pretty much looking at the same numbers that we are. And they're recognizing that it needs to come first from those bilateral negotiations between those two countries need to take center stage. That's what we should actually be reading about. Because then that assists having a longer discussion about what Zambia's fiscal state will look like, not only during the course of next year, but the year after. Well, thanks to Daniel Kavisha this evening, economist for Sub-Saharan Africa at RMB. Big concerns after about our friends in Zambia's fiscal position.